0: does everybody know what time it is it's tool time oh shit i fucked it up it's not it's tool time it's tool time go again (laughs) it's two words i know okay (laughs) (laughs) does everybody know what time it is tool time that's right it's grunt work The back seat, windows up. That's the way I like to grunt. Clogged up, fog alert. Rip the pants and rip the shirt. Rough grunts make it hurt. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) In the school shed or in the dirt. No, ew. (laughs) Roll around, Georgia Brown. That's the way that I like it on Gruntwork. The only (laughs) podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that plays dirty. Yeah, Evidently it does. (laughs) The only podcast about Home home Improvement to get a parental advisory sticker. (laughs) Tipper Gore very concerned right now. (laughs) Uh, wow, that was off the dome also. We went into that with zero preparation and Landon just pulled it out. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, in uh, more ways than one there. Oh, um, cool. Welcome back to part two of our mid-series hey. look back on home improvement as well as the two-part clip show that they've delivered to us. Yes, it's Tool Time After Dark. They took a look back at, at Tool Time and we are taking a look back at the entire podcast together. It's sort of guided by them if you will they uh you know it's not just us determining what mattered most to us it's them determining what mattered most to them and us commenting on what they thought Uh, it's very meta yes it also is it the asking that question itself is meta. What I like about this setup yeah. is we don't have to do as much work. We just kind of like okay you guys set out uh, you guys set out what what you think is worth remembering and we decide whether or not we like it. yes well uh, to, to bring up uh, perhaps new listeners, uh, which I don't recommend starting with this episode. Starting but... with the second episode of a two-parter <laughs> covering the clip show of Home Improvement. This is the uh, worst hey, possible time. You episode. never know when we're going to get a new listener. So True. for that context, could you at least give us a little... Bring us up to speed as to what we're, the synopsis of what we're watching here. Okay, so uh, Home Improvement is a television series about uh, Tim <laughs> Taylor. Starting at 30,000 feet. Ba- based on the, the comedy <laughs> of Tim Allen. So Tim Allen was born in Colorado sometime in, I think, the 50s, right? And uh, went to... Like, Like I did, he go to college (laughs) in Michigan. He did. Yeah, he He grew up in Michigan. I think he was only born in Colorado and then moved to to Michigan, Detroit, uh, and went through the whole school system there. Yeah, and then of course he was arrested at an airport in Michigan with a bunch of drugs on his way back in. He was uh, not now. He was just trafficking them. He was not. It was not a serious offense. And the judge saw something in him and gave him a uh, rather light sentence. He spent a couple of years in a federal prison. And while there, he uh, developed a lot of comedic material about the way that men interact with other men. And this led to Ooh. the creation of his grunting man character. I wonder, not to skip ahead in his career uh, from this this massive look back on Tim Allen, but uh, I wonder if that was the impetus for Crazy on the Outside. Oh! The, because the... he directed that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. And... Uh, I actually, I'm surprised. I didn't know he. I didn't know he directed Crazy yes, on the Outside. I think it's his directorial debut. He may have directed like an episode of the show, but uh, Cra- Crazy on the Outside is a uh, movie. Uh, of the direct to some sort of streaming service or or DVD uh, nature. No, it was in theaters. It was in theaters. Yes, I feel sorry for every one of the sixteen theater goers who probably went to that. <laughs> no, this is wide. Four thousand theaters. Four thousand. No, I don't know about that. Uh, that part was a joke. <laughs> uh, but it features uh, it features Tim Allen and one Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Surprisingly, we've speculated about them. Uh, we we a couple episodes ago uh, realized that they were in Toy Story two together. Yes. They didn't share a scene now. We, I, I, the fact that Kelsey Grammer, I knew of this movie, but I didn't know he was in it yeah. until I looked more closely recently. And there's a scene in the trailer, and the trailer. Oh, Lord, people, this trailer. Oh, God. It's something. (laughs) We're going to have to cover it at some point on the show. There's a scene of the woman... Also, Sigourney Weaver is in this. He plays his sister, yeah. And J.K. Simmons plays her husband. It's all of his, like, best buddies. I think that the reason that the quality of the film looks so terrible is that all the money went to all these big actors in this movie. Uh, Sigourney Weaver bought her plane ticket out to see the high school production of Alien with the money she made (laughs) uh, making this movie. But, uh... They um, There's a scene where someone opens the door for Kelsey Grammer to walk into the room and Tim Allen, who is trying not to be seen by Kelsey Grammer, runs into a bathroom and closes the door and it gives me all of the, like, Frasier Home Improvement crossover <laughs> juice that I want. <laughs> you know what, this, let's pause for a second and talk about We've that. We've already been paused! I know, I know, but you know what? Let's double pause. Let's double. P- I'm pausing your pause, which doesn't unpause it, it just pauses it more. How do you stop a thing more than it already Okay, just ask me the Listen, thing. Listen, David Byrne said, stop making sense. That's what I've taken to heart. You know, okay. I Someone close to me has pointed out that we talk about stop making sense on basically every episode of this show. <laughs> we also talk about Frasier on every episode of the show. So, here we are. So, what thing are you asking about that is probably Frasier? I was, you know, because I've been going through, long-time listeners will know, I'm currently watching Frasier. I'm halfway through season eight. Uh, and I've made some observations. Oh, really? I have. About the the... I wouldn't say call it a connection, but the the what the relationship between home improvement and Frazier could or would be. Well, I'm listening, so go right <laughs> ahead. Okay, interesting. Jill now studying psychology. Yes, I, I and the Crane boys do that. Yeah, that's that's one. So there's a connection. Yeah, uh, a crane action. A crane action. Uh, two. Uh, at the end of Frazier, obviously I'm not there yet, but I know uh, he goes to Chicago which is in the general area, that gets tool time. That's a bit of a reach. I mean, yes, he we does. Know, we know that they get tool time in Chicago. We know they get tool time in Chicago, but, like, also, Chicago's still hundreds of miles from Michigan. I'm just saying they're in the same bubble now. Okay, like, 50 to 70 million people live in that sort of general I, okay, bubble I of the Great Lakes But I'm saying, if Frazier has a syndicated talk show and yes. Tim has a syndicated tool show... They, There is possibility that they would be aware of each other, is all I'm saying. Yes, it is possible. And assuming that Tool Time is still on the air in 2004 when he moves. Assuming that Jill is going to psychiatry conferences, she's probably apt to meet Frazier. I'm just saying, I see a very easy introduction to the two families on this show. Uh, she goes to the Tool Psychiatry thing... He goes, oh, yes, I know. I'm aware of your husband's show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Roz, I've, I've I've met a woman out here, and she's... I must confess, I'm delighted by her, but she's <laughs> married to this bumbling buffoon of a man. I, oh, my God. We've speculated about Elle and Jill getting together. Now we're talking about Frasier and Jill getting together. Here's the thing, though. Here's why I don't like that. Okay. Frasier is... Not a great husband. <laughs> yeah. By okay. any extent. If, if Close watchers of Cheers will note that on more than one occasion, he threatens to hit Lilith in the face when they're married. Yeah. He, he, granted, he, it was he, the 80s. I'm not apologizing for yeah, it, but I, giving context. Dude points a gun at Sam at one point. Uh, true. I mean, you know, I, look, I, I think that he would be a huge step in the right direction, but to assume that, that fra- like, that, on, I would love to see that. I would love to see that on camera, like the two of them <laughs> clashing, that would be yeah. an amazing pairing. But yeah. um, okay, so Al has a lot of the similar interests of the Crane Boys, maybe not to the same degree of uh, knowledge. Nor do they have the same degree. <laughs> Fraser and Niles love to go to the opera. What yeah. does Jill love to do? Go to the opera. And and I'm sure that that Fra- I'm sure that either Fraser or Niles was in a production of Waiting for Godot. I mean, there's a, there's an ep- there's an episode of of Fraser, I mean that you've seen where Niles is haunted by a bad review he got for his per- performance in B- uh, Bye Bye Birdie in high school. Right. Yes. A, a rev- or it was either Fraser. Or, no, Fraser got a bad review written by Niles in the student <laughs> paper. Sorry, right, I've seen that episode just yes. recently. Uh and of course we just came across the Godot episode where Al, you know, was in uh, the theater productions as well. Yeah. So I could see him, you know, connecting with them on that level. Yeah. Uh then of course we talk about uh Tim and Marty. Yeah. Tim and Marty would get along very well, I think. Tim yeah. like Marty would love well yeah, Marty would love Tool Time. I don't think he'd love it more than the Gonzo sports yeah. show with, with Bulldog Briscoe, but he would like it. I can see a conversation of them being introduced and he going, uh, Tim, Marty, hey, I have a fr- uh, brother named Marty. Hey, how about that? Want to watch the Seahawks? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, oh, Seahawks. <laughs> uh, and thus, uh, the two families merge. Uh, yeah, more or less. There would be some, some bumps around the edges. I mean, I'd really just love to see Randy and Brad tormenting Niles. That would be the best one. <laughs> uh, they would, would they be tormenting Frederick? I don't think Frederick would be there. Like, Lilith would keep Frederick <laughs> far away from the Taylors. Fair. But yeah. he's living closer now, uh, Chicago and Boston. I mean, I guess so, yeah. It's still... It's, it's theoretically s- possible. still pretty far away. I would love to see how Al would uh, react to Lilith. I think oh man yeah I, I think he I think he would fall in love with her actually he would br- like she, I think she would break his spirits and he would want to become some kind of submissive slave almost <laughs> Oh to no the I don't want to see that <laughs> go in go in the next room and uh continue building my bathroom I don't know I haven't got I haven't got a Lilith line for that I'm sorry <laughs> That's I, I, right. I I I my apologies to BB Neworth Uh anyway that was a long long winded uh uh riff on Fraser and Home Permit. Look there's a lot of times where I will be at a party or something, and someone is talking to me about like their kids or their uh, their uh, I don't know. Their <laughs> and you're just replaying team. old episodes of Frasier in your head. I, well, yeah, it's either, it's either that or it's just it's just in my I head. It's like, okay, what would the what would the interstitial title cards be when the Cranes and the Taylors meet? Hmm, okay, I mean, so would would the would the Taylors go to Seattle or would the Cranes go to Michigan? How would that work? <laughs> Yeah the or it's like the, it would be the, a two part episode where they go to each other's uh, uh, places. The Frasier episode they draw the outline of the Seattle skyline. It's like doo and there's an explosion and and just at the end of it then the grunt creep kind of runs into frame going oops. Yeah the space needle tips over. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we have to write this spec script i think that's what's going to happen before the end of this show i mean they did the jetsons and the flintstones they made that work yeah the the two like and and name a more iconic duo all wait than <laughs> than the than the past family and the future family uh oh my god let's just get into this episode yeah let's get it let's 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 crush it let's squish um, it so smash where where are we picking up uh, from where we pick up is we come back from a commercial break to uh, the classic shot of Tim up on the high steel, uh, hooking himself up to a, uh, his carabiner up to a thing so he can go down and use the bathroom. He falls off the high steel falls that through. Yeah, no, yeah, bear with me. He okay. rides the thing down like a repelling thing, crashes through the roof of an outhouse. We then pull back from inside the TV screen. Yeah. And into a carn corner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have anything ready. We pull back from the TV screen and it's... Oh, yeah, uh, I got it. Okay. Jill is asleep on the couch I'm and Tim is there with her. Yeah. I was mostly just asking to try to find my spot in the notes. I had listed it as porta potty and... Uh, just didn't see it. Yeah. So I'm with you now. Seeing seeing this super cut really brings back, like, how many bathroom jokes there are in this show, <laughs> especially in an episode where Tim is going to the bathroom a lot. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, so Tim laughs at himself, falling into the porta potty Jill is yeah. asleep. Uh, and at this point, he sneaks off to go make himself some more Polish food. Yeah. I don't quite understand. Th- I mean, as someone who is a compulsive eater, I don't even understand, like, when my stomach is feeling... Painful from uh, from overeating. Yeah. Eating more is not something I would do. This is true to Tim's nature, I think, of just, like, e- everything no matter what there just always has to be as much as possible of anything like <laughs> oh t- uh, Alan wants a pinch of salt on his steak well let's let's give him a, a mountain of salt what does Tim want on right. his steak 13 pounds of salt yes uh, you know Tim's going to eat healthy only cauliflower like th- th- those sorts of things <laughs> so he's going to make himself an omelette out of this Polish food yes uh, and meanwhile he's kind of still trying to look at the TV and watch all, all the clips and he goes oh man this is good stuff and of course on the TV is uh, bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> is just a little uh, a little text scroll that says uh, "tweet time." I I kind of saw that coming when yeah, you I said do. text scroll. I'm sorry, I just got to let you know they're not they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. I understand that. This is a nice and short one uh, from Farah on Twitter. Okay. Um, to to remind listeners from last week, we are peating peating oh, we're Pete Moss. <laughs> we are parsing out um, all of our tweet time over the course of two episodes. Uh, we asked everyone on Twitter. Tell us what your, your favorite episodes of Home Improvement have been from seasons one through four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went through a couple in the last episode. We've got a few more for this episode. And it starts with this. Farrah says, uh, brother, can you spare a hot rod? Uh, if only because of Bruce McGill. Papa Mia. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Funny uh, she doesn't say Jay Leno. I know. I know. Well, I, I don't think anyone likes Jay Leno that much. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. how about this? Nobody likes me. <laughs> I, took, I took Conan's much better show. <laughs> I think Tim Allen likes him. Uh, I suppose, well, lots of like old school comedy people <laughs> like him. I, like, I, you know, like I'm sure just he's Jerry nice Seinfeld. Under- yeah, I'm sure if we he met he a reputation he'd be nice. for being a nice dude. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I Just kind of wish he just had stayed off of TV. Like, I wouldn't have had any problem if he hadn't decided to come back to the Tonight Show. But Bruce McGill, he's got some, uh, he's got some weight to him. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, I thought he did. Uh, he had, he had to bring some, some chops to that role. Yeah, to be the guy who, who refuses to give back Tim's hot rod and is still sympathetic. Yeah, in, in the way that he does it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, it was, a, it was an episode we covered. Yeah. Um, say, say what you will about this episode. We watched it for our podcast where we have to watch every episode. <laughs> Uh and so let's uh let's let's uh remove ourselves from tweet time okay. and go back into the clip show here. Um I actually don't remember this next clip. I don't remember it either, which I think is a sign that it either didn't happen or they just shot a fuck ton of these and didn't use them all. Or that you no, know, of course it's not our memories. <laughs> Landon and between the two of us we're pretty good at remembering this show. I will I will tell you that. Uh but I even saw the calendar in the background. I didn't recognize the calendar. <laughs> okay. Just, well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I don't know what's a joke anymore. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the clip in question is, uh, Tim is talking, he's, uh, oh, I do sort of remember. So he's rubbing two sticks together to start a fire. Yeah. And if memory serves me, they were on loan from some sort of museum hmm i this isn't ringing any bells for oh, me. But. I, that does uh, well it rings a slight bell for me anyway uh he's rubbing two sticks together and he's like i'm never gonna start a fire this way and al's like yeah you better be careful of course the sleeve sets on fire and yep. uh yeah i gotta give props um to this this little stunt here because tim allen's shirt sleeve was shown off on fire and the way that they the way that the the bit plays out too is it's just like tim you're on fire and tim looks at it and goes I am on fire. Well, isn't that interesting? Well, it's just a good reminder to all the kids at home, and he's just standing there holding it out Well, Al, very calmly in the background, walks over, grabs a fire extinguisher, walks up to him yeah. with it, and Tim just goes, Al, and Al just squirts, you know, foam He just squirts. Over. He just gets so excited. Oh, dude. Wow. We're <laughs> we're there. We're there. And it put it's enough to put out an entire flaming arm. It is very hot in here. Yes. Uh, I do regret that, and I hope you edited it out. I make no promises, Land. <laughs> <laughs> we go to uh, RIP John Binford. Yes, Ava J. Benford. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I don't do well with pronunciations, but uh, it's the twenty-one nail gun salute. Yeah, which, um, you know, it's weird. You see this out of context, and you forget what a what a kind of emotional episode that was on some level. Like how much Tim is dealing with, because it was very much about losing a surrogate father. Yeah, yeah, and when when we just see this, it's just like Tim being dumb. Yeah, I still have questions about. the mechanics of this thing why is it on a rotating uh table it I doesn't know, need to be if i don't it's... know why it needs to rotate i don't <laughs> know why that would be necessary which you know not to get into our, our theory land again but makes me believe that there is orchestrated chaos for either entertainment reasons or you know safety demonstration i don't know but that this seems to be planned on yeah. some level uh, I mean, if it was, then it's surprising that the audience is still in their seats to have to jump out of them when it starts spinning around well, maybe unexpectedly. Uh oh, And the audience is just uh, even then you, so the people who are still sitting there are just having heart attacks from fear and, ke- yeah. and keeling over. Uh, okay, I still think that, but that's, that's why the that two risk. people that are in the the audience in this shot that don't move are like, yeah, we know this is all orchestrated. I thought the reason they were moving is because they were already dying. <laughs> We don't see the front of them. They both just has have nails all in their face. Nails or their blanks and they're just having heart attacks. <laughs> Look yeah. Like pinhead. Uh basically that. They're Hellraisin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, so it honestly it is if the nail gun salute had worked properly though, it would have been a very emotionally affecting moment, just them firing off yeah, the volleys yeah. like that. So that's that's what the heat has done to me. It's making me realize uh that, that moment would have actually been sweet. Oh. Um yeah. Uh so then after that it's Tim and Al dowel fencing. Yes. I'm uh, glad you remember the name of the the thing that they were using. And or yeah, rather than just stick fencing. <laughs> um yeah. Which is what I would have called it. And they they fence with their sticks and turns out Al's good at it. Uh, yeah. After that uh is Al, is Tim tricking Al into this? Oh, well before creeper. we, we, oh, yeah, we speed along. Just oh, yeah. we barely we speed along. We have time to fill here. Okay, yes, we do. <laughs> we have to do at least an hour here and we're only 20 minutes in. Mm. Um The fencing thing. I want to go back to uh, talking about Richard Karn and his uh, um, just weird array of skills that he has that sometimes comes out on the show. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I I can't tell what is – like, for instance, going back to um, last week when we saw him do uh, the breaking the board with his head again. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that that is something that he learned or do you think that they – uh, actually, had a broken board so that he could just break it with his head. I think they must have scored the board. You think so? I I think so. Yeah. I, I I don't. I mean, uh, that's a great t- topic for Karin Corner to ask him. But I think that they. Uh, I don't think he learned that just for the just for the shoot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell because he has so many other skills. Fencing seems to fit very nicely into his theater background. You yeah. can See that being All a of stage sp- combat. Yeah. Sort definitely. Of thing, right? Definitely. Um. But as far as, yeah, the, the head thing, I don't know. But you could tell he's he's done it before. And I actually was expecting, I, for some reason, remember Tim kind of swiping at his feet and doing kind of an Errol Flynn jump, but didn't happen. I think that they I think they cut a head in that or something. I think that scene was longer <laughs> in the actual thing. They, they cut in more angles. Yeah, Tim whaps that thing around a lot. And I remember uh, uh, on Twitter, Richard Karn said that he could not keep a straight face uh, during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a good bit. Like also just because so much of what Tim is doing is just like flailing helplessly, whereas yes. Al actually seems to know what's going on. Do you remember? You said you had Comedy Central on uh, uh, growing up, right? Yes, I do. Did. You remember the show um, "Make Me Laugh" or "Can You Make Me Laugh"? Or, or no, something to that I, no I don't. It basically they had uh, just everyday people as contestants, and they would get these big comedians to come on, like the amazing Jonathan. Or, yeah. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Him just hearing him talk (laughs) makes me laugh. I would not be a good contestant. But they – so the the whole conceit was they sat the audience member down in a seat, and the comedian would uh, get one minute to try to make them laugh. Yeah. And um, this is a game that my cousin and I would then play ad nauseum to each other all the time. I He could never get me to laugh. I, nice. I have a pretty straight face. As much as I love to laugh and I laugh all the time here. But you're mainly laughing just so I don't feel bad about how bad my jokes are. Pretty much. I'm yeah, glad you can see through that. that that's good. you're such a nice guy. <laughs> no, it is easy to make me laugh, but I have a lot of control when it comes to not laughing. That's good. Uh, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. The The point being, I can see Tim Allen, if he were to be on um, the show, yeah. that his antics would quickly devolve into him just kind of doing this fencing sort of thing to get the person to laugh. F- flailing around wandering around doing kind of like slapstick stuff. Yeah. yeah. Bouncing like, off of walls. Do you remember the other karate episode where uh, and, yeah. Mark had to go um, sweep the leg? <laughs> pretty much yeah and Tim starts like mimicking him in the background and he's yeah. just kind of like flailing all over the place. Yeah. That's kind of what I picture Tim Allen doing. Or, or like what he does in the dancing episode where he's mimicking people dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's the same exact moves, right? Yeah. If you've seen the movie Rango, there's a bit when the lizard Rango first gets to the western town, and he's trying to figure out how to fit in, and he's just walking around behind people mimicking how they walk, and that's basically (laughs) Tim Taylor in most situations. Uh, What I liked about that is that he's a chameleon. Oh. That makes sense now. I get that bit. (laughs) Rango in theaters eight years ago. Um, So... Then, yes, now we go to a really great uh, wh- Al segment. But I which I think, and this fits with some of the other uh, Richard Karnes stuff we were speculating yes, on. Yes, yes. Which is, they trick him in, you know, it's uh, Tim brings out this soundproof booth that he's made uh, what we see on screen is that it's actually not soundproof. Tim gets into it and makes like he's talking and yelling. And I, I can't say that this originated with him, but I actually think this is a Chevy chase bit. Yeah. I mean, I know that Chevy chase does it. He does it with a microphone. I know he did it on Saturday night live. He did it in spies like us where, uh, he's trying to give a problem. You know, he has to deliver a problematic, uh, issue to a group of reporters and Mm -hmm. then pretends that (laughs) over phone is not irking. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that probably originated with like the Marx Brothers or someone back in the Vaudeville days, but um, I can see Chevy Chase being great at that. Like that could, <laughs> he is. Yeah. A lot yeah. better than I am. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, but uh, this is a, a, an instance of Al getting made fun of that I actually don't mind. I think this is, this is great because it's not cruel. It's yeah. just kind of fun. Yeah. I, I do think that it could have, the the punchline to it could have hit a little harder, um, but other and I remember too the first time that we watched this I had an issue cause so walk us through and I'll, I'll tell you what my issue was so, yeah so Tim Tim gets in there makes like he's yelling and talking and then opens the door and says yeah it's completely soundproof Al why don't you get in there and so Al gets in and goes like Tim can you hear me and Tim just looks blankly at him he's yeah like, well, well th- we forgot the, the subtitles are at the bottom well of the yeah says so what Al doesn't know is that this soundproof booth isn't actually soundproof yeah and he gets you know, Tim can you hear me and you know Tim doesn't make a reaction he says oh well in that case that haircut is stupid and I- I should be the the host of this show. And I am the very model of a modern major general. And he just starts (laughs) singing just so happily all this Gilbert and Sullivan. (laughs) And, and then, and then that, which is, which is great. And the fact Mm -hmm. also that, that, like I think that that is also something he's done in his in his theater background was Pirates yeah. of Penzance, which means of course he did Waiting for Godot <laughs> um but he... and do you think that that's something that Richard Carn brought to the table do you think the writers are like what uh Richard you were in uh hey Rick Rick take a seat hey plop, Rick plop hey, a squat hey <laughs> you you were turn your uh, chair around sit backwards we're all cool guys here <laughs> hey what you're doing with that baseball cap that's right backwards okay <laughs> as you were Rick <laughs> uh you were in theater yeah um what Musicals, did you know the best? Oh man, well, uh, obviously Spring Awakening was a big one, and uh, <laughs> this is my Richard Karn impression that sounds exactly like like the guy who's going to later be on a podcast about me. Uh, uh, but uh, definitely Pirates of Penzance was probably yeah. number one. I mean, do you think that that's kind of how that went? Like they asked him what musicals do you know, or do you I, think they threw one at him? I, they probably they probably talked with him. Like, it was like, what can you do best? Like, yeah. what do you think you can be the funniest in your in your rendition of what do you think looks Th- best? There's something there is kind of a, a memorizedness to it. That doesn't seem like it's something that he just learned the week before. Like, yeah, it does feel like a, a an experienced thing. So singing with such abandon, yeah, yeah, and I love it so freaking much. Uh, of course, there's also uh, there's th- that that Frasier episode also where Bulldog uh, calls and tricks him into singing a Gilbert and Sullivan <laughs> song. Yes, you right. know, three little <laughs> th- something gross are we. <laughs> Uh, just more fodder for our uh, uh, our crossover episode. I, c- I could, you know, Richard Carn and Kelsey Grammer singing uh, <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan together is is a huge, en- enormous mood. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he, he sings, he's just belting this out, and then Tim interrupts him and says, Al, Al, yes. Al, and me. Yes. yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. And now, I want to point out here. here, this is where, uh, when we first watched the episode, this is my issue with this, is yeah. that I'm like, he could hear the audience, you know. True. But so that's where I, like, watching it this time, was able to pick up on Richard Carnes' performance. And he covers that question. It's almost like he as an actor knew that that would be a, a flaw in the logic here. So he yeah. goes, I can hear you. Yeah. As if he's like, he didn't think it all that way through. Yeah, he's like, you. I, you can't hear me, but I can hear you. Yeah. He's kind of implying that, which, you know. And then it's, the loophole. I mean, because then Tim says, think about that for a second. And then you see him. It's like he <laughs> uh, like this bit is so well constructed because you yeah. can see like Alice. It's not Al being dumb. It's just like he kind of overlooks this this key this key uh, <laughs> uh, puzzle piece of, yeah. of, of, of how a soundproof booth would work. <laughs> um, I love that. I, I love that. Too. bit. It was, yeah. It's one of my favorite uh, uh, Tim joke bits. Yeah. Uh it's what, yeah, one of the few times when I'm happy with a prank that Tim is <laughs> pulling. Uh and then we go into um the Endeavor crew yes. who were bringing the uh the Hubble Space or er, is it the Hubble? Uh well they did work on the Hubble. The, okay, yeah. So they brought the the tools that they used to work on the Hubble uh, yeah. the telescope onto Tool Time. I don't remember the the Endeavor crew being so funny. I do. I rem- you do. I remember at the time being like these astronauts kick the shit out of the Andretti Brothers and now having Southern seen uh- they're, no, they're brothers, Teach the Controversy. And now, after all these, uh, after having seen so many other guests, including the ones who were on the most recent episode, yeah. like I the I don't know what like theater program they have in Astronaut School or what, but these people are <laughs> that's so, they, so much better. That's what they do when they uh, have to kill time. They put on productions inside the Endeavor Space Shuttle. <laughs> I would love to have seen their, their Space Pirates of Penzance. It's got a very kind of Joss Whedon, uh, science fiction-y vibe to it. <laughs> I wonder if Nathan Fillion was uh, originally cast on that. I, you know what he he, but the thing getting him into space is the biggest thing, but also it'll make him look a lot younger. I mean, it'll lift out all those wrinkles and stuff, which <laughs> just just like the uh, the pictures of him on the cover of the Rookie do, <laughs> or the billboards for the Rookie. Um, actually, the, let's go into a current corner. I'm not going to okay. surprise you with it. Oh, thank you. But um, the trivia I have this week uh, is in regards to what you just said. Oh, uh, space or the Rookie? Uh, being cast. Oh, okay. Wow. So tenuous, uh, but I'll take it. To reiterate what we were doing last week, uh we are reaching uh, somewhat of a uh, uh, uh well, okay, cuz we're doing batch episodes, sometimes it's hard to get Richard Carn to answer most ep- uh, a lot of questions at once to cover in a single day for us, right? blah blah blah. Mm. So, uh I've had to scour the internet for more information, more trivia to throw at you. And uh, in order to extend this longer, we're turning this into a game. Yes. And the game is, I'm going to throw a piece of trivia at you, and you're going to tell me if it's true or false. I'm so bad at this game already. <laughs> you are zero for one. Yes. Uh, so let's see if you can go zero for two. Great. <laughs> I probably can I have a lot of great faith in myself, even though it's binary. <laughs> um, so this bit of trivia, so let me, where, here it is. Okay. Um, in 1987... Richard Carn was in consideration for the role that Alec Baldwin eventually won out in Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. False. You're correct. <sighs> hey, there's just <laughs> no way Richard Carn would be well. Also, like at that point in time, uh, he, he wasn't I big think enough. He did the Miller ad at that point? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Still like like the, the sort of the sort of like yuppie types who they're lampooning in in Beetlejuice is not the look. The Alec Baldwin character though. Yep. He's the he's the down to home guy wearing the flannel. Yeah. But okay, you're right. But he still doesn't have that leading man eighties sure. vibe. He doesn't have that Alec Baldwin-ness to him. He does not have that Baldwinosity. <laughs> no. Uh Okay, well, there you go. That was uh, the current corner for this week. That was good times. Uh, we're going to step back out of that into the Endeavor crew we're still on. Yeah. So I, I would also say, like, the the bit that, that jumped out at me here is is uh, Tim says something like, Al's a regular astro nut. And one of the astronauts goes, it's pronounced astro And Tim goes, <laughs> it was a joke. And the guy says, oh, sorry, I didn't realize that. <laughs> but he kind of like puts his head down in shame and like it was a really funny performance yeah like again these these astronauts who are primarily scientists or military people are somehow way better (laughs) at acting than people who are sports figures who are presumably in front of cameras all all the time yeah in like you know being interviewed by charismatic folk like not saying that science reporters aren't but they're not Uh, i mean listen i don't watch a lot of sports ball but i've seen a few commentators do a thing after the game to me a lot of sports people uh give one word answers they're like out of breath hands on their hips (sighs) yeah Yeah, yeah. well we're just gonna uh try our best to get back out there give 110 (laughs) percent You know, know, it takes one one point to win a football game. And I'm not saying, uh, let let me course correct right away by saying that I don't think sports players are incapable of giving a verbose, intelligent answer. I'm just saying. Are you scared the jocks are going to dump your books now? (laughs) Put you in a garbage can? Step on my lunch. No, no. uh, I'm just saying that when you catch somebody in the middle of the game, panting out of breath, you know, maybe not the best time to get a, uh, uh, intelligent answer. Out of it. <laughs> it's the problem with most sports journalism. It kind of revolves around uh, out of breath people giving shitty answers. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Where where were we going with that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Except for that, these astronauts are still great actors. So something about the exposure to uh weightlessness makes yes. you better at acting. And the whole conceit of the the clip is that uh, Tim had stolen one of their tools. Uh, Heidi brings it out. Uh, Said so she found it in Tim's locker. Yep, throwing him completely under the bus, <laughs> Mark style. I love it. Um, and then we go to dun 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 the men's bathroom. <laughs> You know, it's funny these these men's whatever you know fill in the blanks, uh, are they should be the tent poles of the show, and they're the most egregious things to me. Mm-hmm. I what I observed because they show us both this and the man's kitchen a little later. Spoiler alert! Oh no, guys, you never would have guessed that they like they're, they would they would do a, they would take another chance to milk more usage out of the the very expensive set piece. <laughs> this reminds me of like. It's almost like a new kind of stand-up comedy that never really took out. Like, there's, like, prop comedy, and there's, like, Gallagher stuff, but there's never a stand-up comedy that is just one person interacting with a set full of (laughs) props. That all reinforce one central character He out carrot topped carrot top yeah kind of that like he's it, like fuck prop comedy I'm yeah. doing set comedy exactly exactly <laughs> it's like okay you've seen me do the grunting man what if the grunting man had an entire set full of things that the grunting man could talk about <laughs> like what if we no but what if we invested thousands and thousands of dollars in building all these things and having little gags that I can go and, and refer to yeah. I, it's it's just like that it's just like a stand up show. <laughs> That is bad. That is like happening <laughs> on a cruise like ship. Sounds like a bad idea of something I wouldn't want to see. Yeah, uh, and that's what that's what this is. Let me ask you, uh, real talk. Okay. How much do you think Don't it costs the drawing? production oh. to make this uh, uh, this kitchen or this? Uh, we're in the bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom. Because uh... I mean, in reality, I mean, it's it's alluding to something more technological than it is. But I'm talking like home improvement budget. How much you think it cost? Five to ten thousand, I think uh you know if you okay if I, I mean because also if you're assuming that it is a union crew so the yeah. labor is going to be more expensive right uh because really all it is is just kind of like uh, presumably let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's on motors rather than people pushing them yeah uh, by hand you know the the heat vents and stuff yeah i mean the the tv has to be wired the lights have to be wired up mm-hmm. um nothing has to actually like they don't run the water or anything. it's probably aluminum not steel so yeah. it probably costs less and is yeah. faster to build yeah uh, but I think to build the whole thing on wheels and stuff like that. I guess probably five to ten thousand. I think like, that's a pretty good estimate. The kitchen I'm sure is more expensive because mm-hmm. it's hooked up to gas yeah. and there's flames. That's true, yes. Exactly. Yeah. You have a gas lane to put in there. But yeah. I mean really all this is is you have uh uh those two heat vents that come out, you have the headlights. Uh is that that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, what we don't see in this clip that we saw in the further episode was the the Lazy boy toilet. Uh well they we still see him go back on this so modifying up the toilet with that and then there's the TV that's in there. Yeah that's it's that's that's right. hidden behind the, the So say you're know. including the T V in the cost. Yeah. I'd say yeah, probably I'd I'd estimate seventy five to ten thousand. So I think yeah. you're right on the money there. Okay, good. Glad glad we knocked that one out. <laughs> uh so and then at that point if well, you got more in the men's bathroom. Um seems like a waste. Yeah, they, I think we said that at the time too. But hey, the bath, <laughs> bathrooms are all about waste at the end of the day. Uh, at the end of something, uh, uh. we get a transition, and this is this is this scene baffles my mind that they're able to like. There's no point for this scene outside of contractual obligations. But yeah, we we transition out of the men's bathroom back into the Taylor living room, and uh, Tim sees some smoke billowing up over the top of the fence uh, through the through his window in the backyard. Yep, and he. Like, I don't even know why Tim decides he has to go out there. Like, why... You don't have a problem right now, Tim. Yeah, right now. Like, why do you need to talk to Wilson about, like, can a man not... Well, I don't know. I mean, in another... If you were someone else... Besides Tim Taylor, it might be nice to say, oh, Wilson's up. I wonder if he has a problem. What mm. is he doing up at 4 in the morning? I can see that. It's just it's not in Tim's nature no, to be it's like, not. hey, if you got any problems, I can I'm help just saying, you with. There is a scenario in which a person would go out there to talk to the neighbor. I guess basic curiosity, yeah. So he, he yanks the blanket off of Jill, who is fast asleep, and wraps it around himself and goes out there. And uh, he... You know, Wilson says he's celebrating the Z- uh, Zamboanga Festival, <laughs> which is a Filipino cultural celebration, yes. and at the ti- at 4 a.m. in Michigan is dinner time in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And Tim says, oh, I love the Zamboanga, and they come out and uh, go over the ice at uh, halftime at the hockey games. No, 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 Tim. It's this other thing that Truman just explained. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, he talks about how he ate too much, and uh, it says, like, uh, Wilson quotes some like Roman philosopher yeah. saying like blah 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 uh, blah blah, blah mo- follow nature. Well it's my mo- yeah, it's engage in moderation, follow nature, and keep the end in sight. And he says, Oh, my end has been following nature all night. Da-da, 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 da-da. And well earned <laughs> <laughs> And at that I love Wilson he's like, There's no problem to solve here. He just says, Go to bed, Tim. <laughs> Why like he... he- <laughs> like, Tim Tim is saying, like, oh, man, that, that pork smells pretty good. I could have some of that. And he's like, no, Tim, just g- go inside. Just he, get just, out of here. Yeah, I'm done with you. He says, go to bed, Tim. And then <laughs> this is probably peak childish Tim. He just goes, <laughs> okay, Wilson, as he walks inside. Yeah. The, again, the writers were like, "Okay, well, it's five o'clock. We we put in we put in a full twenty minutes of writing this episode. How yeah. do we get him out of this scene?" There was literally no point to the scene whatsoever. No. Uh, but he goes back, and we we go to um, the color development computer. Yes. Yeah, where uh, Tim gets a little sample of Al, and mm-hmm. uh, then paints it up onto the wall, an image of Al i mean i said it in the last week's episode but i just i really like this i think this is so funny like and And this is an early episode too. and the the technology works pretty well for for doing it like it's it's pretty convincing the way it the way it goes on yeah no you're exactly right and uh um sorry my brain was trying to come up with a tweet time uh transition for that and i couldn't so let's just go into one nice i outdid you (laughs) uh you did which uh, we're going to go to Lauren Ellis, who is uh, someone kind of new to us okay. uh, on Twitter. She said, um, "As a little kid, Home Improvement was my favorite show, and I had i V. Uh, I'm sorry, I had VHS tapes of mostly the second and third season episodes. So I've seen those the most. Wow. My favorites are Heavy Metal, okay, Bell Bottom Blues, <laughs> uh, shooting three to make tutu." Uh yeah, that was uh the, the, Mark the ballet, ballet one. Yeah, yeah. yep, and uh what you see is what you get to remember which one that one is you can't remember is that the sound of you typing because you don't remember <laughs> uh no, that's me typing um... wallow and check it's me typing up what it is so I can read it <laughs> back to you in a moment It's sounding a lot like the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> well, how do you feel about the other episodes you mentioned? uh you know, shooting three to make two two I think I like that one quite a lot because it uh kind of settle on this divide between tim and jill of like her wanting one of the boys to be artsy and what kind of fighting back against tim's hatred of all things art so i thought that was cool Mm -hmm. uh i thought that uh heavy metal i thought heavy metal was funny especially because we had that that's the that's the scene no wait that's not the one where his friend is cheating on jill's friend that's the one where jill is trying to set uh, guys, up! Heavy metal. That's the uh, the I oh. think the the Hattie episode. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They're putting the um, they're oh yeah. It's uh, he, he comes in wearing the big cowboy hat because yeah. they're putting the uh, engine in the car. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I can't exactly remember. Um, what you see is what you get. Is the cosmetic surgery software one. Oh right, that is such a weird episode. <laughs> that is so strange, man. That is such a computery, weird, uh, like futuristic thing. Uh, it, it it truly is. Um, and I, if memory serves me, that wasn't exactly my favorite episode. But, no, uh, uh, it was. Yeah, it was cute. I mean, you know, also if these are ones that you have a connection to from your childhood, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, As we said, had a connection to the show from our yeah, childhood, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, let well, I me mean, she uh, Bell Bottom Blues. you Remember that one? That was uh, Jill trying to throw shit out of her her closet, and Tim wouldn't. You know, Tim was yeah. asking her to, and she wouldn't. Yeah, is that the same one where he makes her the new closet? It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, she's debuting all of the old clothes at the end of it or something. She <laughs> yeah, comes right. out dressed in all these weird yeah. old things. And that is that also the one? No, it feels like too much for a single episode of Home Improvement where they find the baby blanket she made uh, hoping for a girl and ended up getting Mark. No, that's maybe baby. That's... Oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. You're we right. remember way too much of this show. This <laughs> is really our own clip show in our minds. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I want to see more of Jill uh, dancing in bell bottoms. Yeah, I'm all about that. The show needs to make more room for that. Yes. Objectify more women. <laughs> I'm not saying objectify, I'm just saying let them have some fun on, on screen. True. Because we don't. We, we, Jill is constantly battling and trying to keep things up let her cut loose for a little bit yeah That's let, all i'm saying let the reigning queen of pop uh pop <laughs> off a little bit <laughs> i love it i also love it oh my god um so we come to uh uh t- well al on some drywall stilts oh yes off- okay yeah we're on the drywall stilts thing yeah and he's showing off how to put up drywall using stilts yep and then tim says well what if you're trying to uh, uh, paint the Sistine Chapel ceiling You'd uh, need bigger stilts So he has one of their ceiling panels Raised to Sistine Chapel height It goes up an inch and a half Or like a foot more <laughs> than, a foot. Yeah. Yeah. And then he uh, pushes the button To make his hydraulic uh, lifts Make him go higher And mm. they bash his head right through the old thing Which is somewhat cathartic Yeah it is nice I think it was <laughs> cathartic for us at the time as well um then we go to uh pruning yes Uh, they they it's pruning week on tool time Mm -hmm. uh they're talking about left-handed cheers so um in our recent episode no no godot we had uh, mentioned that they uh, were both left-handed but apparently they had stated this on an episode uh, before that, I had either forgotten about or um, there's only so never much caught. that we can keep track of. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but they both are using left-handed shears, yeah. and to show how fast they can shear, they uh, engage in some shear madness, starring Richard Carn, uh, <laughs> where they uh, they uh, prune up a couple of hedges. And yep. Tim hedges uh, hedges his bets, cuts his hedge super fast, and it uh, all the leaves fall away in the shape of a soldier, I guess. Uh, I, it seems like a Napoleon Bonaparte uh, yeah. thing. And I, I was going to ask, like, it seems like a strange icon to do. I, I don't know what Tim sees in Napoleon. Yeah, like why that's <laughs> that's the one that he, like a, a short power hunger. Well, I guess he wanted more power. I guess I can see that. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, it's maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think of practical reasons why you would choose that. Um, it's a lost cause. Most likely that they, they, on the backstage of the set, they already had a hedge trimmed to look like Napoleon, and were like, okay, <laughs> yeah, put some right. fake shit around it that we can drop away. <laughs> um, Yeah, it was probably like from uh, Edward Scissorhands or something. Uh, probably. It was more or less the right time. A Disney Disney film. Yeah. Um, We go from pruning to the man's kitchen. Yes. Boof. And I talked about this in the episode when we first watched it, but uh, the the series of grunts that Tim lets off when he is revealing <laughs> That's that right, ha, ha 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 ha, like that is that is the most uncomfortable he's ever done to this day in the show. Like that is the most unrestrained <laughs> Tim at the height of his power. <laughs> it is. I still prefer it over his uh, kind of orgasm grunt though. Oh. oh. I'm not even That's sure not when I've heard liar. that one. Please edit that out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take that I'll take that out. I'll or at least that. lower the volume way low. Put a slap a slap a trigger warning on there. <laughs> uh, I uh, I so I, you you watched The Office, right? Yeah, of course. There's a. There's the section of it where uh, at, at one point where Andy is dating uh, uh, Dwight's Aaron? Uh, not Aaron but Dwight's, uh, Dwight's Angela? lady. Angela, and uh, he recounts to Dwight at one point that he that when he was with her they were making out and she was moaning O oh, D O oh, D, <laughs> and so I saw Angela Kinsey interviewed about and she went to an office fan convention in mm-hmm. Scranton and when she was getting out of the van and walking inside there were all these fans yelling O oh, D at her and her just being like <laughs> I'm sorry. D- don't moan at me, please. <laughs> just like, I'm someone's mother. Don't do that. Good for her. I'm glad you like the show, but don't moan at me. Good for her. So that's what we were just doing to our audience. Well, uh I apologize. Yeah, I apologize too. <laughs> uh yeah, okay, but okay, I still think that those are the like those grunts though are a ama- man like that's that's Tim it's Pure Id. That's Tim on a pedestal, like marshalling his army of uh of, of, to, to like conquer <laughs> the world. That's some Hitler level grunts. Oh my god. Uh so <laughs> the very first thing they do is they're talking about potatoes and beans and they're yeah. gonna who a man doesn't have when he wants it when a man wants to eat he wants to eat now he doesn't have time to wait for that pesky microwave to go so we have here the macrowave yep (laughs) Uh, and they (laughs) they give they spend an awful lot of time on like they put the potato in there then they both well it has three three settings high super high and tweet time (sighs) (laughs) I forced you to walk into that one (laughs) That's the most sadistic of all, Landon. You turned (laughs) me against myself. Um, Okay, this is our last one. Okay. Uh, It comes from Tara, our our sponsor and uh, someone who we love dearly. Uh, She says, uh, as far as her favorite episode is concerned, probably my dinner with Wilson is my favorite so far. Wilson-centric episodes are always fun, and finding out more about his backstory here gets me in the feels. Plus, Tim and James Cromwell's little scene together was priceless, in my opinion. Tara's right. That was a priceless scene. Yes. Uh, and it is, like, that, yeah, it's a good, like, fuels the episode. Yeah, I, I, I did. Episode, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did. enjoyed it. That was good. And I was speculating uh, there's really nothing to say that Wilson isn't Andre. Andre. From my dinner with Andre. Andre Gregory. Uh. So, wait, like, now, remind me in My Dinner with Andre, are they yeah. waiting for Andre to show up and he never does? <laughs> That's or? waiting for Godot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. Uh, it's Wallace Shawn. Yeah, who's an actor. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Andre Gregory, yeah. who's also an actor and theater director, mm-hmm. playing characters named Wallace Shawn and Andre Gregory. Yeah. Uh, and the the conceit of the movie is it's just these two men having this very fancy dinner. Um And one of them, uh, Walshon, is a playwright down on his luck, kind of struggling through the trials and tribulations of day-to-day life, and uh, Andre has uh set that life aside he has just come back from this massive uh expedition into exploring consciousness and you know uh existence on its highest levels doing weird fairy stuff experiments in the forest with Whoa. groups of theaters and and really losing the the sight of where he ends and somebody else begins uh he goes on uh, like these long long monologues about all this weird philosophical um bizarre experimentation stuff. Okay, okay. I could see that being, yeah, that seems like a Wilson thing to do. Every, and they're roughly the same age. And every time, yeah, every time uh, Wilson is in the backyard, it's kind of my dinner with Tim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I Thinking about that now, I mean, having not seen the movie, but having wanted to, uh, the, my dinner with Andre sounds a lot like kind of the first podcast. Just basically two white guys <laughs> talking at length about their thoughts. Uh, it's very much that. Yeah. Um, I actually think I don't know how you would feel about it. It's it's a strange movie. I mean, it is only two people sitting at a table. They don't cut away to anything except like a waiter bringing the duck over. But I look, I've I've watched God of Carnage and liked it. Okay, I can handle a movie, <laughs> and and that movie okay. t- had a lot of vomiting in it, so I couldn't. That was tough for me. Uh, Here's how I would pitch, um, uh, my dinner with Andre to you specifically. Okay, if you can picture Niles and Fraser having. Take them out of a sitcom. Yeah. Put them into a two-hour-long drama. Yeah. Where they're talking about the same things that they normally talk about on the show, only without the farcical nature to it. That's what this movie would be. I mean, part of what I like about Frasier is it is just so like the characters feel so relevant to me and and my life, which is also. You know, it says a lot about me and my life yeah. and what kind of stuff I'm around. But I, I can, I can get into that. Like I'm willing to watch a movie where two intellectual dudes just have a long conversation about life. Yeah, it's if it's, it's a good movie. It and it's it's fascinating because they they have these different perspectives. You know, walshon is you know, uh, he's a little worried about <clears throat> Andre Gregory. And he's like because he thinks he has a he just had a breakdown, yeah. like a mental breakdown. And he's coming back. He's trying to be delicate about it and trying mm-hmm. to parse out like. Uh, what he's gone through and, uh, is this the, my dinner with Andre podcast? I, it's, it's the oncast cast. <laughs> yeah. Turning into that. Uh, anyway, they have these different, um, uh, perspectives on life and how to approach it. And when I first saw my dinner with Andre, I was very much of the Andre mindset, uh, mindset of like, yes, of course, let's just not say no to anything. Let's really explore life and, and see what it has to bring to us. Uh, as I've gotten older you become Wallace Shawn. I have become Wallace Shawn. That's The last time I watched it, which was right, right after we did this episode, because I'm like, yeah. I can't not. It's like, you know, that craving was there, and I had to mm-hmm. do it. And uh, I was surprised that the movie changed. Really? Based on what I was bringing to it. Wow. And I was like, fuck Andre Gregory. Oh, my <laughs> God. Shut the fuck up. Why, he's just droning on and on and on about I, stuff. I feel bad that I didn't watch it when I was younger then, so I could experience that same kind of transition. Well, if, knowing what I know about you as a child, you would be... Uh, Wallace Shawn from eight I, years old until now. I, I've been Wallace Shawn from birth. I've always, I've always just been kind of like a cantankerous uh, old man with a yeah. gravelly voice. Because it's it the, not, I mean, it's not a movie you can spoil. It's not a spoiler alert movie. But yeah. uh, he has a line at the end of it. Wallace Shawn does, where he he spends this entire dinner listening to Andre, and at the end he just goes. I, I'm not doing this verbatim. I'm going to paraphrase it myself. He's like, I think what you're saying is bullshit. <laughs> I actually find joy in, you know, doing my crossword puzzle, doing the dishes, doing the menial tasks in life, and getting by. Like, yeah. I, what is wrong with enjoying that? Yeah. I I, I agree with Wallace Shawn 100%. <laughs> now I don't have to watch my dinner with Andre, I guess. Uh, You should watch it. It's uh, it's an interesting experience. Uh, a great podcast would be one where you just, every episode getting dinner with uh, Eric Andre and call it my dinner with Andre. (laughs) And scene. Uh, Oh my God. Spinning wood lathe. Oh yeah, thank you Tara for your contribution there. Thank you. Um, yeah, you really got us going on, on old, <laughs> old indie movies. You got me going on that. Uh, I was here for it. You I were was a part you were, of it. I just were. haven't seen the movie. Were we done with the man's kitchen? Yes. Okay. I was done with it before it started. Oh, and flame kissed meets Benny's in the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduction yeah. to Benny. Yeah. I and mean, if we're doing a, a thorough look back, and, we got to mention and, things. And yeah, and everyone mocking Al for wanting a filet mignon, the most delicious part of the cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And so, oh, we didn't mention. Uh, the, the candy bars that we saw in the oh, background, which yeah. I didn't Crunch, see that the first time. a Runch Bars. Uh, they just took Snickers, some sort of nutty-buddy thing. Snippers. And, and uh, yeah. it was Knickers. Knickers. They just taste just, just like underwear. They you whited out the first letter of the, the words. Uh, yeah, Knickers, the uh, the candy machine you can only get in uh, perfect vending machines in Japan. <laughs> you, and you, Runch you, Bar. Do you get it? Yeah, Runch Bars. Knickers, I don't get it. See, in Japan, you can buy schoolgirl panties out of vending machines. I knew that. Nickers. Oh, knickers! Got it. Well, the without, joke is without hilarious the K, now. I forgot it. Yeah. Well, now you've got it. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the rocking chair and the lathe. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We get a lot of them in their fifties gear, talking about how cool they are. Al oh, doing this impressions. Painful. We at least we didn't have Heidi out there sock hop dancing. Actually, I, I I like that part because as I mentioned on the episode that we covered, <laughs> losing it, herself, it gave her a little something to do, a little personality. Yeah. One, this is the only time on the show. Minus the very last scene that we have to watch here again oh. uh, that made me uncomfortable watching Richard Carn. Yeah, that's true. It was, it was bad, like him just doing... It uh, was like Dan Aykroyd level bad. Yeah, and I don't think you're just saying that because he's wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> uh, but then Al goes to work using this wood lathe to carve a thing on a round piece of wood. And yep. Tim is standing in front of it talking about not having loose dangly clothing. Yep. His shirt gets sucked off. Um, <laughs> uh, it's surprising that they didn't show the other two or three times that they've done that in the show yeah just like a super cut of all of them <laughs> uh, then we get Tim dropping the beam on Jill's car I still have a lot of problems with this scene I know yeah. it's iconic but Tim is blatantly disregarding safety protocols you you said he this is the one time that he was looking out for for Richard uh, for Al's safety because, because when he knocks Al off the thing he actually goes Al are you okay but <laughs> He physically chose to to turn the thing with Al on it. I know it's like I'm condemning him for all of that. I'm just saying I've never heard him say "Are you okay?" to Al before, let alone to anyone. <laughs> okay, all right, that's yeah. Like they show in that moment, regardless of the fact that it's okay. his fault. I uh, to me, I don't see how a person can continue to have a job uh why aren't you know i guess twitter didn't exist then so uh you couldn't just scream somebody off the air yeah you couldn't cancel him yeah uh this would certainly get him canceled i guess <sighs> well um, that and any number of rants about women yeah i i'm i that one really bothered me anyway do you have anything to say about that scene no we get a crane transition yes uh, the, the, what do you call that hook that ends on the, the end of the crane smashes through the TV screen. Yep. And we're back in the living room. Jill is still asleep. Yes. And we get the second instance of me being very uncomfortable with Richard Carn Because the tool time pilot comes on where Tim has a beard and Al has no beard. With And what I call, cha- it's like chaotic Jim Belushi energy, I think, is what it gives him. It's really bad. I, I said, and I still hold by it, that he looks like a Sunday morning cartoon uh, newspaper cartoon character. I he's kind of like Ziggy, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, oh, I don't want to make fun of somebody's face, because certainly I don't look great without a beard, or at least <laughs> stubble. But uh, having such an iconic beard face of Richard Karn with a beard, uh, just, it was so disturbing to see him without it. I it, did it was not a lot. like it. It was a Do bad like situation. It. I don't want to see it ever again. I, I don't make that you. so. I will delete it from history if I could. <laughs> um, we come out of this, and uh, Tim has fallen asleep to his own show, uh, and he has fallen asleep. Do you think that this was uh, some sort of uh, symbolic gesture that Tim has fallen asleep on Jill's butt? Butt uh no i don't think it's a symbolic gesture i wish i could say it wasn't it's just that she stayed in that in that position and maybe it was just maybe it was even a body double and not actually Patricia richardson (laughs) because she'd left set at that point yeah uh but he's following so when we first saw the uh the home improvement pilot like it they cut away they stopped playing it at the very end right like it's like okay al hold this you know, hold this thing in place while I hit it with a sledgehammer. And Al's like, of course, I'm always happy to trust my coworker or whatever. And then we <laughs> pan away from the camera after we get to this point. And as we home in on Tim asleep, cradling a tool time video cassette tape, we just hear Alan going, Oh, Oh my God. Al, how did someone like you get a tool show? <laughs> Which is a good way to end. Uh, especially because I don't have to see Richard Karnes, uh naked face. A- any, any, th- Everything about that <laughs> is great. Uh, we get a stinger, and I, I have comments about the stinger. Okay. And they are thus. It's basically a truncated version of what we just watched for two hours. It, well, not for two hours. It 40, felt like... 40 minutes. Yeah. And if you can do the entire two episodes in 30 seconds, why do it two... <laughs> part episode on it Uh, yeah it's really it's really like just kind of driving home how weak and uh, like all of this is it's just yo dog are you like clip shows i put a clip show in your clip show so you can clip (laughs) while you clip (laughs) Uh, clipping does sound like a new term for uh millennials yeah 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 are is your child clipping find out at 11 millennials are kind of aging out of that uh uh threat for the drug thing what's the new generation uh uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever comes I, after millennials. Yeah, Gen Z or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Your internet kids. I haven't got a better answer. Uh, and then we get the transition apocalypse. Oh, God. Just every transition from this episode just comes flying at us all at the same time. Brick walls are exploding, uh, claymation Tims are falling from the sky. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> uh, it was abrasive and scary, and um, I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, the Yeah, the Claymation Tim I'm very frightened of for the future. They created that effect. They're not going to let it go at just <laughs> you, one use. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night and, like, a little Claymation Tim is going to be running around your uh, apartment floor. Yeah, it'll be like Chucky, yeah. <laughs> it'll be like uh, a Trilogy of Terror. Oh, God. Um, with the little Cooney doll. Mm. Going to stab you with a... Well, Tim wouldn't be stabbing you with a spear. He'd be... Uh, I don't know, shooting you, more you power. with a nail gun. Yeah, or a real gun. <laughs> or a real gun. Uh, yeah, so that's the clip show. Uh, that's it. We're done. It's over. <laughs> uh, did, let's just cover it one more time. Did we have any grunts in the, the framing episode, too? No. Nope. Nope. The, the one thing we are mand- mandated to do in every episode is do the grunt count. Yeah, it's right there in our charter, but the, the grunt count is zero. And to... Be specific, we are only counting the frame story, which is Tim with the kielbasa butt. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, there were no grunts in that. Not a grunt to be heard. Okay, so that is zero. Yep. And the grunt count, of course, brought to us by John S. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Uh, Karn Corner, I don't know if I mentioned, was brought to us by Tara. And uh, Tweet Time, brought to us by John V. Perfect. And, uh... We didn't do guess that title, but last week it was brought to us by Tom. I just We have to cover all the bases. They, they pay us the money. We gotta yeah. give them the thing. Yeah. And the synopsis, which we never actually covered, uh, was by uh, Kirsty. No one needs the synopsis. Everyone knows what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have anything else that you want to cover for this episode? No, I do not. I, I am done covering this very scant episode that we've somehow stretched. <laughs> uh, okay, well then, if you enjoyed today's show, want to help us create even better special Amazing immaculate content. Consider becoming a Patreon over at our official grunthead Patreon corner (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Called Patreon. Because when you do that, you get access to our supplemental podcast, Grunt Work Nights, a podcast about anything but the T V series home improvement. We just we just kind of just go off. We just we just spill the tea. And uh, uh, you know, and um, I did spill the sherry in our Fraser episode. You did, and then and then we looked it up off the side of the glass. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, not and, at the same time. And uh, you know, we have uh, increasing costs here, so every dollar that you donate is extremely appreciated. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you're gonna help us pay for our special bonus episodes, like our SNES, uh, more uh, power tool pursuit uh, episode at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, as well as a vast of other things like uh, podcast. Uh, hosting costs and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, if you want to uh, donate to us, you can over at Patreon, patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Uh, however, if you want to help people find this show, Gruntwork Proper, consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Yes. You tell them what they get if they do. Well, if you do that, uh, you get uh, uh- the best of grunt work. You get the best of grunt You you get a co-host who remembers that he actually has to write two different uh tel- <laughs> I, know, I get jokes. I as I was going into it, I almost cut it off and uh, didn't do it, but uh, then I threw you under threw then, the bus. threw me under the bus. Uh yeah. What, yeah. The what wolves under the bus. What, well God, this this how is this bus <laughs> operating? I don't know. Uh they used to have buses called Wolverines, so maybe that's it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh so well, Steely Dan is singing about in uh <laughs> my old school when you put me on the Wolverine up to Annandale it's a reference to a type of bus oh, interesting. back to the Dan Cast. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast about Steely Dan right now like I'm done talking about Tim but yeah, I could talk about the Dan <laughs> uh, please stop by and say hi to us on social media Twitter or Instagram where you can find us at GruntworkPod that's where you can get involved in stuff like tweet time uh, oh, like yeah. we've done over the last two episodes uh, you can also find information on today's show on our website which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com and while you're there you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever new episodes a release as well as get exclusive trivia and the grunt count hint, which this week will be zero yet again. Um while you're there, say hi in the comment section. Yeah. I don't know. I meant uh, I just read my notes twice. So <laughs> until next week, when we cover another episode of Home Improvement, and we only have a few left. Of this season. Of this season. Yes. Uh, I- I've been Landon Solano. I have been Truman Caps. Goodbye! Great, neither one of us doing our job. Oh boy.